It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. Stacy Winland has been a maker for as long as she can remember. If there's a technique she hasn't tried, it's probably on her to-do list. Stacy started a blog, Crafty Stacy, to share her crafting adventures. She finds that people who haven't tried it before are occasionally hesitant to take that first step into making things. Her goal is to guide and inspire them to jump in and not be afraid to make mistakes along the way. She hopes to encourage others to create and keep handmade alive and well. Stacy, thank you for joining me on A Quilter's Life. So glad to have you. It's my pleasure, Paula. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Let's go back to where were you born and raised? I was actually born in Portland, Oregon. And I lived there all of my life until last spring, actually. So you weren't one to move around a lot. No, I met a guy there and we had a family. So we kind of planted ourselves there for a while. Yeah. Can you share a special childhood memory? Yeah, actually, I grew up out in the country in Oregon. I actually lived closer to Mount Hood. And we had a lot of trees and I spent a lot of time outdoors. We had a dogwood tree on our property and I used to climb up. There was my branch in this dogwood tree and I would climb up into it and take my sketchbook or a book or maybe some little craft I was working on. And I would just sit in my tree and work on my things. So yeah, that's actually a really fond memory for me of that time. Oh, cool. I always think of dogwood as being more East Coast than West Coast. My mom had dogwood on her china. I grew up in California. So to me, that was an unusual thing. And so I'm surprised to hear it was out West. You know, our property happened to sit on a portion of the Oregon Trail. So we had a couple of weird things. And I don't know if it's true, but I was told that they were brought during that trip. So it's possible maybe that dogwood tree was part of that. I don't know. It was very near another tree that had a, oh, what do you call it? A, you know, the little wagon they pulled behind the horse. It had one of the wheels embedded in the tree from that. That is really neat. Now, I'm curious, can you tell me if it was a white dogwood or a pink dogwood? It was white, actually. Okay. Those are the natural ones. <laughs> Besides quilting, did you have other employment? Oh, forever ago I did. Before I had kids and then when they were small, I used to work for a credit union as a loan officer. But when my husband got a job that actually had benefits, I was able to quit and stay home with the kids. Great. Can you tell me how you ended up in Montana? As I said at the beginning, my husband and I always lived in Oregon. Well, I should say I always lived in Oregon. My husband lived in Montana as a kid. And so he came close to retirement age for the job he was in back in Oregon. 
And we decided that it was time for an adventure. And we just wanted to go try somewhere else because we'd always lived in Oregon. And he loved Montana as a kid. And when I had visited a couple times, it felt it felt like home. And so five years ago, we came over to Montana and started looking around, seeing what was available. Thankfully, we did it then because after the pandemic happened, we couldn't have moved here. We couldn't have afforded it. But we found 20 acres five years ago. We bought that. And then we just came over and visited our land for a few years. And then last spring, we actually were able to build a building and make our way over here. My husband retired from his job in Oregon and started a new job as soon as he got over here. We're very happy here so far. That's so neat that the timing just sounds perfect. Everybody here asks if we've moved here because of the show Yellowstone, though. And we really, really didn't. We bought the property before Yellowstone ever happened. (laughs) I think I heard something about a blind date. Can you share that with me? (laughs) Yeah. So back when we were very young, my husband and I met on a blind date. I had sworn off men. I wasn't going to date anymore. And a friend from high school called and wanted to get together. And I hadn't seen her for a long time. So I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Well, she was dating this guy and he called her and wanted her to come out on his boat. And so she said, well, the only way I'm coming is if you bring someone for my friend. And so he brought his brother and my husband and I met. And I don't know if I could say love is love at first sight, but as close as you can get, I think. And we've been together ever since. Stacy, is there anything else you wanted to share about your family? We were lucky enough when we decided to move to Montana, my daughter and her husband and my two grandbabies came with us. So they lived just 20 minutes away from us. And then when my son got out of the Navy this last year, he came here too. So I've got my whole family here. I'm I'm so happy about that. Oh, neat. I was wondering if your kids were able to follow you or that they were still in Oregon. Yeah, everybody's here and they love it here too. So They just actually just all bought a house together. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are there other crafts that you do or that you've done? I don't know if there's a craft I haven't tried. I will try anything. Sometimes for the good and sometimes not so good, but I love making things. The only ones I have found that I'm really, really not good at is anything involving yarn. I've painted a little bit. I used to do stained glass, actually. If there's a craft, I've tried it. Stained glass. I just love that stuff. I have never done it, but it always seems to draw me. I just think it's beautiful. The odd thing is, and I know you were going to bring this up, but stained glass is actually what led me heavily into quilting. I've quilted my whole life, but after doing stained glass for a few years, I realized I really loved the way the glass came together, but stained glass, you have to be very, very perfect. It all has to fit together perfectly. You have to make perfect cuts. And with fabric, I could make the same project, but maybe it didn't have to be quite so perfect the way it fit together. And it's so much nicer to cuddle up under a quilt than to hang a piece of glass on the wall. I love glass, but I just found that really led me into quilting. And I love all the geometric shapes, the same shapes I loved in glass, I love in fabric. So 
it was really a an interesting moment when I realized that I was trying to do one craft when really I was meant for the other. Interesting. How about other hobbies you might be interested in? I spend a lot of time with my kids and grandkids. I like to read. I actually read a lot. I like to hike. We're kind of getting into that a little bit more living here in Montana. Our biggest hobby right now is we're actually living in our house while we build it around us. My husband is very good at construction. And so he just kind of works on things as he can. And I help him when I can. So that's my hobby right now. I bet you're learning a lot. Oh, yes. Yes. And it's also interesting to be in a place where the temperature gets to negative 30 when you're not used to that and the water freezes and we've learned some things. I'm trying to picture how working on your house shows up in your quilting, but do any of your hobbies or other crafts show up in your quilting? I've been making quilts for years, but just this last year, I realized I wasn't making the quilts I liked. I was making the quilts I thought everyone else would like. And to be fair, I mean, a lot of the quilts I was making were for other people. So I was trying to make things I knew they would enjoy. But when I make quilts that I like, they're a lot different than what I've ever made before. I love black and white and bright colors. And when I started leaning into that this year, oh, the quilts make me so much happier. Wow. Okay, black and white and bright colors. Now, are you talking about putting those in the same quilt or those are two separate things? No, they're all in the same quilt. The last couple quilts I've made and two or three that I'm working on right now are all black and white, a little bit of gray sometimes with pops of bright color, all in the same quilt. Okay, that sounds really gorgeous. What made me think of that when you asked is the house that we're working on around us, that's kind of the same color scheme I have going on in here. It's mostly black and white with a little bit of wood and then little bits of color here and there. So my quilts in my house are starting to resemble each other. <laughs> well, how neat that you get to make it exactly what you're going to enjoy looking at every day. Yeah, we've never got to do that before. This is our first time building a house from scratch. We've done a lot of remodeling, but this is our first time from the ground up. So it's pretty exciting. Uh-huh. Can you tell me about who introduced you to quilting or how you were introduced to quilting? <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories. So my grandmother passed away. I was born on Mother's Day. My grandmother passed away the same year on Father's Day. So I never got to know her, but she was a very prolific quilter. And when she died, there were a couple of unfinished quilts in the family that she left behind. On that side of the family, I have, I think, nine aunts. And one day when I was three years old, all of these aunts got together and they set up one of those old style quilt. I don't even know what the thing was called. It was a frame. I think it was a quilt frame. And had a quilting bee with this quilt that my grandmother had made. And I was three years old. This is one of my very first memories in life, actually. They let me make some stitches with my little three-year-old hand on this quilt. I felt like such a grown-up getting to sew on this quilt with all my aunts. So that's a really special memory for me. That is special. 
I'm just picturing this little girl. And she's <laughs> so neat. Uh, whether it's a quilt you have made or just a quilt you've seen or have, do you have a favorite quilt? Honestly, I might just say this forever. My favorite quilt is the last one I just made. And that might just keep being a theme, like whatever the last quilt I made is my favorite one. But this last quilt was my first full-size quilt pattern that I released. As I said before, it's in my black and white bright colors. And I just, oh, I love it so much. While you're quilting, is there a favorite tool that you love to use? I have a Quilter Select rotary cutter that I absolutely love. And the funny thing about that cutter is I bought it from a friend who has a quilt shop. And she said, oh, you're going to love this thing. And I couldn't figure out how to open it. And so I took it home and I said, I don't know why you think I would love this. I can't even figure it out. As soon as I figured out how it opens and closes, it is my favorite tool now. It's got this weight to it that I really love. And yeah, it's, it's my favorite tool. Quilter Select. So it's not like the Martelli one. How is it shaped? Well, it's, it's hard to describe the shape of it. It's got a little bit of a roundness to the handle and it's dark gray. Okay. Thank you. Because rotary cutting is so important. We're all using that. Yeah, I love that thing. <laughs> Out of all the steps in quilting, do you like each step along the way or do you prefer a certain step? I'd say I, I like each step for its own reasons. My favorite is probably designing it. I do really like cutting though. The thing I don't really care for is the actual sandwiching and quilting. But there's a great long arm shop here in the town I live in in Montana. So they quilt my quilts for me. I don't mind doing a small one on my home machine, but I just haven't got brave enough to tackle something big. In trying to do it yourself, it probably depends on the throat on your machine. I need to probably take a class and learn how to really do it on my home machine. I'd probably like it a lot better. And actually, I realized I just lied about not doing a big one. I quilted a king-size quilt on my home machine years ago. And I will never, ever, ever do that again. And that's probably why you go to the long armor now? Uh, probably, yes. I think so. Do you have a worst quilting experience? The worst one I can think of is I made a quilt for my brother-in-law. It looked kind of like an American flag, which I knew he was going to love. I was really excited to give it to him. And I decided I was going to wash it before I gifted it to him. And the red bled all over the white. And that happened probably at least 20 years ago. And my husband just told me the other day, his brother was texting him about how much he still loves that quilt. So even though it's got red bled all over the white to this day, he still snuggles under that quilt and loves it. So I'm sure there's a lesson to be learned there somewhere. Obviously, he sees the love that you put into it. Yeah, and it makes me happy that he still uses it. And it, it actually eases the pain a little bit of knowing that it isn't as perfect as I want it to be. 
So it doesn't need to be perfect. It makes him happy and that's all it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many things to do in this world. What do you think draws you to continue quilting rather than spending your time doing other things? Well, I think for me, when I was a kid, I used to spend a lot of time sketching on paper. I'm not a particularly good artist, but I just enjoyed it. And it was often just geometric shapes and patterns and and things like that. And as a kid, I was kind of forced to learn to sew because back in my day, that was kind of really a thing. A lot of people were forced to learn to sew. We had sewing class in high school. We had sewing 4-H, which I did both of those things. And then I decided when I was an adult that I hated sewing and I couldn't believe people made me do it. And I got rid of all of my sewing supplies I owned. And then I had little kids and I wanted to make a quilt for my little kids. And I realized I actually loved sewing, but I wanted to do it on my terms, not what someone else wanted me to sew. So when I was brought up and being taught to sew, I was taught to sew garments. Well, I still to this day will not sew garments for the most part because I don't enjoy it. But quilting and getting to put together those geometric shapes that I loved and sewing in a way that I loved, that just makes me happy. That's much more enjoyable to me than trying to put together something that's got to fit someone at the end. Quilts fit everyone. Yes, they do. And they don't grow out of them. (laughs) That's true. They do not. Who do you usually make your quilts for? Everyone I like gets a quilt. (laughs) And in fact, actually, I hadn't really kept any for myself until last year. I finally made a quilt. And I said, this one's for me. And I put Minky on the back and it is mine. But yeah, I usually gift most of my quilts away to other people. Isn't it amazing? It really is. When I think back, I think, oh, I haven't made that many quilts. Well, then I think I actually have made lots and lots of quilts. I just don't own them anymore. They're gone and live with other people. So, Yeah. I only have one that I made with my mom and I'm just finishing up one for my husband and I. So yeah, out of all those quilts, I get two. It's not funny. Do you have any special projects going on right now? Right now I'm working on my next quilt pattern. So that's going well so far. I've got the design finalized and I figured out how much fabric I need. And I just need to get that in hand and make an actual quilt, see if I still like it. (laughs) So if you don't like it, will you still offer it? Oh, no, no, definitely (laughs) not. If I don't like it, I'll probably tweak it until I do like it. But I have a good feeling about this one. It's actually one I had already designed it and made it for a friend's daughter who just started college. It was actually supposed to be a graduation gift last summer, but I just got it finished. I kind of cheated on this one. I already know I like it. (laughs) I just had to tease you because the way you worded it. (laughs) (laughs) Please share a quilting tip. My favorite quilting tip, and actually this goes for all of sewing, I think, I've taught a few classes and what I always tell my students is it's perfectly fine to break the rules. And in fact, I kind of encourage it and I do it a lot myself. But before you do that, you need to learn why that rule is what it is so that you can 
break it in a way that still gives you a good project at the end. Great tip. Thanks. Describe how you went from having quilting just as a hobby and it became a business for you. Yeah, I took a weird route to get here, actually. Back in 2010, my kids were getting older and weren't needing me as much. And I was a stay-at-home mom. And so I can't just sit around and not do anything. And so I thought, well, okay, what do I know how to do? And it was crafts. And so I started a blog called Crafty Stacy. I still write that blog to this day, actually. That blog was all about all kinds of crafts. When I first started, there was quite a bit less sewing, a lot more crafting. And then over the years, it kind of became more sewing heavy. And then a couple of years ago, I realized what I really wanted to do was quilt. And so I am still actually kind of in the process of pivoting from where I was to where I hope to be or where I am now. Yeah, so I've always quilted in amongst all of the other crafting stuff. I was quilting as a hobby. And then recently it became obvious to me that why wasn't I focusing on quilting? Because that's what I really loved. So that's what this next year actually for me is going to be about is leaning more heavily into the quilting side of what I do. Great. Tell us the name of your business. I've been Crafty Stacy all these years. And I still will keep Crafty Stacy, but the quilts that I'm designing right now, I'm designing under my Stacy W Quilts brand. It just felt a little more grown up than Crafty Stacy. I chose Crafty Stacy because it was available and I didn't give a lot of thought to it. And Stacy W Quilts just feels, feels like the right thing for me to be right now. And your logo with that, we'll have to go out and look at that, but. It's great because it brings the quilting in your W out. So it shows exactly what you're about. That was my goal. Yeah. So you've created patterns now. How exciting was it when that first pattern sold? (laughs) Yeah, that was a big, my husband was actually standing in the kitchen on the day I released that pattern. And I turned around and I threw my arms in the air. I said, I sold one. And he's like, you sold one what? (laughs) He had completely forgotten because, of course, you know, his whole life doesn't revolve around what I am doing at any given moment. (laughs) And actually, I've been selling patterns for years, sewing patterns, but they're usually small projects. Like I have a, a pie carrier and I have a coffee cup sleeve. But that pattern was my first large quilt pattern. So it felt new again to me. And describe what it was like when you first saw something you know you designed, but it was made by someone else. (laughs) You know, I wish I could remember the first time that happened, but I have had a couple of pretty exciting times. I've had a couple of my patterns, not my quilt patterns, but my previous patterns used in lookbooks for different fabric companies. And that was pretty exciting getting to see that, especially the first one, because I didn't know they had bought the pattern and were going to use it. So that was pretty exciting. I noticed on your website, you had several patterns out there, but I was intrigued by your block of the month and the dessert blocks that are happening 
in January and you made a birthday cake block. That is so cute. Thank you. The last several years of my blog, I've had a project of the month. Like one year I did different coffee cozies. I had different themed coffee cozies for every month. And I did actually do a, a different block of the month a couple of years ago. And last year, I think my readers thought I was a little crazy, but last year I did a project every month that was based on an octagon shape, which actually that ended up being really fun. And I was trying to figure out what to do this year. And I noticed that Carolina Moore was doing a block of the month and as a quilter, you could participate and it looked really fun. So yeah, that was my first block and I've got the next couple months planned too. So I think it's gonna be a really fun year. So that's in a block of the month with Carolina Moore? Yes, she's got a group. And in fact, I think next month there's about, I think I saw 25 different quilters are adding blocks to the group. Carolina amazes me how she's helped so many other people along her journey of having a business herself. I am convinced that she doesn't sleep. I see her everywhere I go. And the funny thing about Carolina is she and I started out blogging at the same time. And she invited me to do a guest post on her blog. She was doing, I think it was called Pocket Week or Pocket Month. And she had different bloggers contribute projects related that had pockets. And that actually was what catapulted my blog into something that was being seen by people other than people that were related to me. So I owe Carolina a big thanks because she helped me get started way back in the day. So, Stacy, let us know where we can find your business. You can find my website at craftystacy.com. And it's crafty with a Y, Stacy with an I. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me there as Crafty Stacy and also now as Stacy W Quilts. And I'm on Etsy and probably a lot of other places. Great. And we can find your links on my website under your episode page. So if they can't find you elsewhere, they can go there. Thank you so much, Stacy. I love interviewing all these quilters and hearing their stories, and it was such a blessing to hear your story. Thank you, Paula. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. Bye-bye. Bye, Paula. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.